Good morning, everybody. This is the Highly Suspicious Podcast with Louie and Preston. My name's Preston. I'm Louie. We're at the trap house. Um, <laughs> I love, I love it. So this is the is this the earliest we've ever recorded? Absolutely, it has to. It be. is absolutely. It is eleven o'clock. Not that early by most people's standards, but yes, this is absolutely the earliest we have ever recorded. I was telling Preston that I needed to record today. Yes, so we made it work. And he was like, "We might have to do it super early because I." I mean, before noon, one. like and. And I was like, well, <laughs> noon isn't super early by any No, no. How are you feeling today? I'm pretty good. My hair's so wet from the shower. I had a good breakfast. I just have work later. Do you have a... It's whatever. Do you have a set morning routine that yeah. you follow every day? Pretty much. I, l- I let Boomy out. Good dog. I, I make... A breakfast, I usually have, like, egg, toast, and if I have sausage, I have sausage. If I have ham, I have ham. Mm-hmm. Pretty pretty full breakfast. So you're a... Couple a, cups of coffee. You're a I-need-to-eat-breakfast guy. It's more so I'm, like, I've been trying to bulk for a long period of time, and oh, I've yeah. slowly put on a good amount of weight. For sure. You used to be skinnier. I used for to be sure. a fucking twig, dude. Uh-huh. I was 160 pounds at the start of college. <laughs> Insane. He was all trying to get limbs to, and he I mean, didn't I'm know six, what to do with them. I'm 6'2". I, I want to be like 200 pounds and 6'2". I think I'd feel pretty pretty decent at that totally. size. And I don't think I've put on a lot of fat. I do probably need to like stop dirty bulking because that's kind of what I've been doing. I have enough of a metabolism to like just say, fuck it, give me calories. I'll work out three or four days a week and yeah. and that's enough. But that's also why I'm like trying to go shoot hoops with you and, and like do. I want to get a bike. Because I need to do some more cardio. I'm probably what would be described as like skinny fat, where you can look healthy enough, but your fucking organs might have a little too much fat on them. You know, your fucking blood pressure might be a little fucked. <laughs> you don't need to worry about Angelina was telling me I eat too much fucking salt on shit because I made popcorn and I was doing it like movie theater popcorn with like super buttery... A lot of salt. Because I was just... I, I wanted movie theater popcorn and we bought... Uh, kernels instead of like popcorn bags because it's a better deal and I made it super salty and they grew up you know they're raised by an older woman they don't they did not put salt on shit they would season it otherwise but not put salt on shit really fucking that's an American problem that's not a Preston problem everyone I was just craving something salty you know everything you enjoy has fucking sodium in it yeah everything you enjoy is probably slightly bad for you if well, I'm being honest. Well, if it, that ain't She was like, something's going to get you, Preston, in like, you know, 20 something years. Something gets everybody. Yeah, I was like, it. yeah, everybody's got something, dude. I mean, I, I'm going to rely on the miracles of modern medicine to save me, if I'm being honest. We, we were saying last podcast that we just wish our consciousness could just leave our body. And oh, absolutely. Well, I think that's kind of what happens when you die anyway. I was talking the other day about how, like, I think if you do enough psychedelics and spend enough time outside, you'll start to really think about it and be like, damn, we're all just energy, man. Atoms are mostly empty space. You know, we're, we're held together by fundamental forces that we barely understand. Everything's just kind of energy. You know. And all comes from the same source, same Big Bang. People are confused when they speak to me because I'm kind of an anti-capitalist type of guy. Yeah. But I'm in finance. I'm a business guy. And you... I'm, I'm a quantitative guy. But 
what people don't understand is if you don't think about all schools of thought, yeah, then you're never going to really understand anything. Yes, yeah, every school of thought exists for a reason. In the same way, science goes with religion, oh, but yeah. they go like this in real life because the scientists say the world's this old. Yeah. And and I think the Bible said dinosaurs and humans roam the earth. I think spirituality and science can go hand in hand, you know? Because that's where some of my spirituality comes from. It's, you know, scientifically, energy can't be destroyed. And like I said, we're all energy. Mm-hmm. We all come from the same big bang. That's what I was saying. Energy. There's the same heat, you know, that, like, if energy can't be destroyed, there's the same heat warming our bodies from the sun, like, warming how our body produces heat that was there at the beginning of the universe yeah you know energy, and, and we're all made up of substances that are found throughout the rest of the cosmos energy cannot be created or destroyed and if what is consciousness talked about that you know consciousness is if not energy, energy what's the difference between a live person and a fucking they're, they're brain dead the, the, there's the no electricity, electricity in the brain going through your brain absolutely isn't that insane it is insane because it's it's crazy because when i think about like, immortality in the way that you were talking about, how your consciousness can just leave your body. You were saying force ghosts. I almost would go, like, yes, but no, because I think you wouldn't retain yourself. You wouldn't have... You'd probably you probably experience ego death when you die, which is also what can happen on high amounts of psychedelics, mm-hmm. or, like, on DMT, which is a chemical that is released when you have near-death experiences or when you actually die. Mm-hmm. And so you probably experience ego death and you probably just become one with like a universal consciousness almost, you know? You know how people talk about like dreams or like visions as like altering Astral energies type of thing in your in your consciousness? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that kind of shit. I kind of think it's like that. Like when you die, you enter a different state of consciousness. It would be cool if it was just straight up like spectator mode. <laughs> That would be cool. Imagine, <laughs> that would be hilarious. Imagine how much I do think you some people become ghosts. I do think that happens. I, I think that's why I believe in ghosts, because it is the same idea that energy can't be destroyed. Mm-hmm. And I also think when you're like living your life, you leave energy around where you have existed. You, you leave your mark yeah. on the world. You leave yeah. traces. Everybody's been here. Yeah. And I do think that dissipates over time. Is this... This is the most budded this, episode we've Is we've this ever too had. deep for the podcast part two? <laughs> we'll see. Is this really where we're at? We'll see. So I love how we just went Otherwise, for it. if I was trying to live forever, I'd say do brain in a jar. You know? So like the brain is is like consciousness in my mind is chemical reactions in the body and electricity in the brain. And so if you kept both of those going, I do think you yourself like your own consciousness would still be alive, and that could be kind of cool. What do you, you kind of just live forever? What do you think about the whole living forever thing? Because sci-fi universally I across like the board depicted as tells horrible. us that people that live that long just are suffering, yeah, and they become villains because they're like, yeah. you know, all I know is loss, yeah. Everything in my life will go away at some point because I'm, li- I'm going. I'm to going live. to outlive everything. I'm yeah. going to live to see the end of the earth yeah. type of shit. But there's different depictions of that too. Like in Doctor Who, he lives forever. Yeah, and 
they do depict it. Part of it's sad, but it's also about making the most of it. So how do you, where do you fall on that? And so, and what way could you live forever besides bring it in the and, jar and like where you would feel enjoy it. enjoyable? This is part of what I really like about sci-fi is that it's kind of like a form of philosophy where you have these hypothetical scenarios that you yeah. kind of have to think through logically. And and that's what good sci-fi usually is, is Makes saying think. what's the reality of this hypothetical, scientific-ish possibility. I think besides head in a jar, if you were able to preserve consciousness electronically, that would be interesting because there's then the debate that of suck, is, that a, is that a copy of you and not actually you, but it emulates you and it has its own thoughts and is an independent being? That's, that's or is the it actually or is it a, yeah exactly is it actually you? Because in some stuff it's depicted as it makes a copy and it is almost certainly by those definitions not the original consciousness that is being copied. And, and existing after that state because you could still have two of them. You know, you could have one version of you and then a digital version of you and you would exist separately and you would not share, you know, a consciousness. Yeah, you you wouldn't share it. a soul mm-hmm. or anything like that. So I don't think that would really be you if you copied but, thoughts but, and experiences but onto what if, AI. What if since your brain is already electricity, what if there was some way to... To transfer, transfer electricity that electricity literally yes. into the computer. And that's some stuff that's that's a little more complicated. That's almost what you're talking about as like downloading the brain, where it's not a copy. It is actually taking that consciousness directly and digitizing it. That, I'm cool with that. Because then I don't need to eat or sleep. You know, I just exist digitally. You could put me in a fucking robot body. And I'd be cool with that. I'd be cool with being a robot. I do question... This is the biggest thing on, like, heavy sci-fi, like, cyborg shit. In real life, people who have missing limbs have phantom pains where it fucking hurts. But it hurts on a part of their body that is not there. Mm -hmm. So in that sort of, or in a brain-in-the-jar sort of state, would you experience phantom pains everywhere? For your robot body? Like, for your body that isn't there. Well, your robot body is functionally like your real body. So you would... You you would would feel feel your real body? Unless you're, like, in an R2-D2 See, that's what I'm saying. What if it's not, like, a perfectly human, you know, replica body? All I feel is pain. Exactly. You know, it's it's funny that we're talking about this, because I've thought, when I was younger, thinking about, like, the pains... Of the human body, mm-hmm. like fucking being sick, yeah, feeling pain, you know, just all the inconveniences that we always have to feed ourselves, right? That sometimes we get sad, well, and- or all that shit. I used to think, you know, it would be kind of cool to be in a robot and not, and I would not have that. the burden of Absolutely. cutting my toenails every week. But I also think that would mean you wouldn't be human anymore. You know, mm, that's a whole different conversation. That's a whole different philosophical conversation. What do you think? I feel like without, I this is this is interesting because I, I was also talking the other day about how we're all just kind of spirits. We're spiritual beings who exist in a physical form. So our consciousness is a spirit is is you know eternal, theoretically through the idea that energy can't be destroyed mm-hmm. and does have to go somewhere eventually. Probably universal consciousness in my mind. But the body is just a vessel for that form. And and it's so funny because I was going to so say... So that pain isn't really affecting you. I was going to say the exact same thing. The same people 
probably including you, that are saying that you are your soul, you aren't your body, those same people are saying that the robots wouldn't be human. With, Absolutely. Isn't that kind of... Well, and like I said, you you with the living forever alone, but also with the not needing to eat, with not needing to sleep, you know, like if you just need to charge up, you don't need to sleep. You can be awake and be charging. So That'd in a way, I would like to not be. Able it to sleep. would really detach you from the human experience. You wouldn't be able to eat. So, because sometimes, yes, eating is an inconvenience, but sometimes you want to be able to eat something that you mm-hmm. enjoy, or but, drink something that you enjoy. Yeah, for sure. And there's there's good things about being human. I'm not saying that I know. I'm, to- I'm totally hopping, jumping ship, jumping the first ship. chance I get. Even though I might, I might be the first motherfucker with a robot body. Yeah. But let me ask you this. So. Is it any more human if it's like a sci-fi thing where the brain, the actual human brain is in the robot? Human brain in the robot. Like, would So the, would that's, that that's make attaching it human? the brain in the jar to the robot would, body. Would that make it human if, you still if it's wouldn't, still your human You still wouldn't brain? need to eat. You still wouldn't need to... Well, you might need to sleep. I don't know. Sleep is a function... Not just of the body. It is part of how we like store memories and mm-hmm. and shit like that. Or like process subconscious shit in daily life. So let's say maybe because it doesn't... Maybe slightly closer to being human. Maybe slightly closer in, in like the state of consciousness that you would exist in. But you still wouldn't have human needs. So I think you it would still be detached from the human experience enough that you might not... After a certain point of existing like that... Same with the with the your you are digitized consciousness. After a while of living like that, wouldn't you stop feeling human? You never sleep. You never eat. You don't have to go to the bathroom. You just exist all of the time. What if you don't need to work? You know because you don't need fucking food. That'd be sick. Just plug I would in. Enjoy that. Just go to the mall and plug in. That'd be go lit. to the fucking uh, Tesla. Yeah, but electricity would become your food. Kind of. And energy's not cheap nowadays. Kind of. I'm going to slightly shift the conversation. Going back to what we were saying about living forever. Would you want to live forever in a situation where there's no robotics involved? If it was just, you know, medical advances, cancer is cured. Yeah. There are no more diseases. So just live forever in the human body? Everything that kills you doesn't kill you anymore. I guess probably there would still be extenuating circumstances, like if you got swallowed by a gator, I'm right, sure right, you would right. still be dead if you're in digested so, by something. So you're saying, like, basically, but, we, but you we would, can live forever. But you would age. You would keep aging beyond... Oh, really? Beyond what we know. You so know, we haven't cured aging. It wouldn't just be... So I would, you would not want forever, that. I would but, not want that you at would, all. Bro. You would end up like the bitch from SpongeBob in the wheelchair. Chocolate. <laughs> that, that would be how you would end up. Absolutely not, bro. You wouldn't do that. How do you feel about that? I don't know, because kind of what you were saying, you would still be able to enjoy Earth. I don't think you'd be able to enjoy life. Like food. I don't think you'd be able to enjoy life decrepit like that. Like fucking half mummified already. But it would be like how it is now where people would be taking care of you. you know, Maybe. You, you would have... I think in that future, robots are taking care of you. Ro- 
Like they, Preston the working says, class has Preston, been replaced by robots in this Pre- in this Preston kind of says, future. Robots are going to get in this conversation whether you fucking like it or not. I'm just saying I don't think they have <laughs> the actual nurses in this society at that point. If you're living forever in your shitty body, I would say more interesting is what if you can like build a body, you know, where they can grow you a new body and put your brain into it. That would be the same. It would be the teleporter conversation. No, all over I'm not here. saying they're copying your brain. I'm saying they're taking your actual brain and then sticking it in another and body. sticking it in another body, not e- cloning you. E- even then, don't you think that the brain would stop? Well, so in the transfer. I'm saying science is advanced enough that they can do it. I mean, there there have been very crazy transfers like that. Like, body part transfers like that, where it's fucked. I don't think I'm making this up. I'm pretty sure I've I've read about this before. Where there's been, like, experiments on dogs way back. Where they tried taking the head of a dog and putting it on another dog. And it lived for a while. And then died within, like, an hour. That's nuts. It's nuts. That's because totally it's, it's a very true. difficult transplant because the it is very risky it's not likely to accept it but we're saying science is advanced enough that they can make it accept the host brain or the host body accept the brain so i would do that if it was just like a straight up clone yeah of me but not a different body because that could that'd be crazy that goes into the whole designer babies thing yeah that's worse than designer babies that's designer bodies it's essentially the same thing. The only difference is you're it's choosing not it birth. for yeah. yourself as opposed to your parents choosing, yeah. oh, I want a little blonde-haired, blue-eyed... Super baby. Super baby. I want a Homelander baby. Homelander baby. How do you feel about that? I... What, designer babies? Yeah. That's just fucked, dude. But it goes into the... That's so morally questionable. Words. Same for a designer body. I would be cool... Having my brain, if science was advanced enough that there's like a 90% possibility of success on, on the transfer of a brain to a new body, yeah. and it's it's cloned of me, cool. I would take a, another body if it just means I live forever, but it, that would be cool. Because then, then that's that's a full human experience, and you can live forever. Or they, they it's, take the risk or they've of getting a whack-ass body. <laughs> that's the other way to live forever, in my mind, through, through the human experience, is they've stopped aging. Or... Stopped aging to the point where, like, we'll say, make every 10 years a year or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know? Right. That's that's living a long fucking time. That's living longer than humans are meant to. You know? I think any sort of immortality like that is is crazy. Because you're still getting the I watch everything around me die experience. Mm-hmm. You know? Also, shit like that would fuck the population. People would probably if, stop having so many babies, if, but also... If that happened... The you population would, ha- would blow up. If if that became a thing where you could make it where people stop aging, you would have to... That would be where the government would have to step in and be like, look, if you want to live forever, you have to get a vasectomy. Yeah. Because otherwise, <laughs> we, are, we are going to be like cattle in this bitch. We are going to have so many... That's also people. why we just gotta... We gotta move to another planet, you know? We gotta, we gotta have human colonies and shit. Shit, fuck that. I'm moving to the ocean. Fuck that. Bottom of the ocean. I'm gonna say this about designer babies. This is my take on designer babies. You're changing shit about 
the baby yeah. to make it fit your physical idea of perfection. Yeah. But that could... You're playing God. Facts. And when you play God, there That's what are I mean by morally going to be unintended consequences because you aren't God, you aren't omnipotent. Yeah, you you're going to get, you're gonna get humbled by shit. the universe. So, so if you're doing the designer baby shit, you could tweak... The wrong gene. Maybe the genes are right next to each other. Yeah. You turn on the fucking serial killer gene or something like that. Or you're... You can literally be making monster babies, bro. Yeah. Thanks. And, and I... Like I said, I don't necessarily mean, you know, physical monster. But, but like, you could... You could yeah. birth these children and they could just be evil. Yeah. <laughs> that's literally possible. Yeah. When you're fucking tweaking genes like that. Because that's... Genes don't just affect... Your body affect your mind. Well, and also, it's like, you're talking about the human experience, and so, if you grow up, that's like, part of... You find out as a kid that you're a designer baby, wouldn't there be such a superiority complex that comes with that? That's like, fuck you, Normie, I'm better than you. It's also... I'm a designer, bitch. I thought this is where you are going with that, but part of the human experience is... Having having imperfections, absolutely not having that, it's like you don't know what that would do to you because that's a part of the human experience. There's no one that doesn't go through that fucking Brad Pitt. Fucking, See, that's what I was about to say. I think that Johansson I think all that went through that. All the all the like perfect. perfect people in the world, you know, like perfect looking people in the world, are good case study for what that might entail though there are no people aren't there so many fucking narcissists who who are of an elite because if you're paying money to design a kid you got money so you're already from an elite class right and then you have the i am i am genetically superior to you mentality and then you have the i am i am perfect mentality those could all cross over and make a fucking serial narcissist but also could cause like crazy psychological trauma where it's like you don't even know who you are mm. if if you are brought to be aware designed. yeah if if you are made aware of the real implications of being designed and not just like by chance and being born how you're born but also the like people who are raised with the expectation of being perfect have a lot of stress usually mm-hmm. and so then there's like weird ego shit and weird you know self-consciousness about how how you actually are maybe not perfect you get imposter syndrome for sure that could be fucked fucking designer babies is is kind of scary because that shit seems so close to happening and i do not fuck with that shit music time Preston, I say this so much, but I have to keep saying it because it's true every week yeah. that I have musical intermission. Uh, I, the whole time leading up to it, I have a bunch of ideas of, oh, that would be a great song. Oh, that would be a great song. Yeah. And then when it's day of crunch time, time to fucking pick something, Louie. You chode. You wait a month for this at yeah. a time. I wait like a fucking month a lot of the time. And now... I'm just not great when I'm put on the spot, for real. I don't... Hmm. It's okay. I fucked up last week. You can take your time. Sometimes I feel that exact same way, too, where it's just like, I'll listen to something, and I'll be like, damn, this would be a good musical intermission. And then I'll keep listening to different stuff, and I'll kind of keep feeling the same way. 
And then it's so hard to choose in between all of them. listen to namesake by no name there's a there's a channel i watch called deaded hip-hop and there's someone on there that always talks about how he likes music that challenges him he likes mm-hmm. music not only sonically challenge him be like okay this is yeah because it makes it some other shit sonically you've never heard yeah. before that challenges you because it's like well i don't even know how to listen to music like this and i've listened yeah. to music like this but conceptually Music should be able to challenge you in that way. Music should be able to be provocative in that way. That's why when there are anti-lyric motherfuckers, I just don't get it. I I don't don't get get it because because do you never get bored of the same subject matter in every song? Time and place, right? I'm you know when I'm about to go to a party, I'm listening to some Future, I'm listening to some Young Thug, I'm listening to all that shit. Right, 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 right. So. It's not some hip-hop shit that I'm on. Hip-hop head shit that I'm on. It's just understanding other perspectives, which is such a crazy thing you can do in music. And this is one of those songs that challenged me because she's talking about the racist-ass NFL. Yeah. And she's... It sounds like she's dissing all these other artists that we all know and love, but she's not dissing them. And I'll talk about that in a second. But she she says, I, I ain't fucking with the NFL or Jay-Z. Damn. And she's talking about how Rihanna and Beyonce and even Kendrick. Yeah. Kendrick's someone we all prop up as being the socially conscious god. Yeah. And what she's saying is absolutely true. You're, the NFL is glamorizing these war machines. It's glamorizing war. There's always, you know. Mm-hmm. Standing for our troops, standing for the military, you you got all the. That's a lot of half times too. Where yeah, they have just a bunch of soldiers out there. People don't even understand the optics of that because we look at Dude, North Korea doing shit like that and think that they're. We crazy. do that shit all the time here. But every fucking air show in the fucking country is military propaganda. Mm-hmm. Think about all the fucking. Nikki's been watching SWAT. Think about all the fucking NCIS fucking shit that idolizes cops. cops, that idolizes the feds, that paints them as these people that are borderline fucking superheroes in these shows. And it's some bullshit. Breaking bad. Yeah. She was watching she was watching fucking SWAT and I noticed a couple of these motherfuckers had thin blue line things on their SWAT helmets. And I'm like, this is fucking copaganda. What are you doing? I couldn't watch something like that intentionally, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I think I that, get it being I think like that a it's all pleasure. a fucking... Cause, absolutely. Because it's, it's action-packed. It's if, good. If you're someone you know. like Nikki, I mean, she, the propaganda is not going to work on her. Absolutely. She's not getting But it's still, you know, you're giving them views, you know? But, but shit like NFL, when that's what the shit is about, not just that, but the racist shit, 
you know, NFL is notoriously. I mean, we've chronicled that on the show. I enjoy the NFL. I enjoy watching it. I've been betting on it recently, making money on it. But you, you're also aware but that it's, there's some cognitive yeah. dissonance for me, as well as a lot of other NFL fans, where it's like it's it's the same type of thing as this, where like this you're is, happy, you're happy for Beyonce, you're happy for Rihanna, you're yeah. happy for Kendrick being on the biggest stage of the world in front of white people. Yeah. In the same way that watching football. You're supporting the racist owners, but you're also supporting these young black men that a lot of that them are making a, didn't have yeah, anything growing up, and now it. they're able to feed generations Absolutely. above them and generations below them. Absolutely. So with all things in life, there's some cognitive dissonance. And Absolutely. Including in this song. Cause well, so that's what I really appreciate about No Name, you know, is they're, they're always provocative. You know, they have some bangers. That are just, you know, bangers. For sure. But they also are very socially conscious. Probably one of the greatest lyricists, like... Recently, active, for sure. You know, at, at, Absolutely. at the moment. This is a prime example of of the song, you know, is... is is This is what No Name is like. That's It's good that it's called Namesake, because this is a prime example of, of No Name. I didn't work. think about that, but that's true. And it's also crazy because... I, I like that they give a real perspective on shit. It's not just like a lot of hip-hop that is kind of dissing and just judgmental. Yeah. Because, like you were saying, they acknowledge that they can be happy for yeah. someone having this platform, but they can also question that platform at the yeah. same time. Yeah. And question whether or not they would want to be on a platform like that. And know? the last line of the song, I don't know if you caught this, but in that whole bridge where she's talking about go, Rihanna, go... She says, go, no name, yeah. go. Coachella's stage got sanitized. I yeah. said I wouldn't perform for them. And somehow, I still fell alive. Absolutely. And then she says, fuck. That being so, self-critical is honestly something that I can really appreciate in a musician. Because if she didn't say that, that would have been a straight-up diss to yeah. all those artists she's talking about. But she said, but, I'm in the same boat. But she understands it. And that's how we need to have more conversations, just in general, is less like, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, and I'm right, you're wrong. Mm-hmm. There's, everything's gray area. There's no, the reason why the two-party systems work so long yeah. is just that divisive politics of, they say that we're bad, but but the liberals is, are throwing money out the window. Yeah. And the liberals are like, but they're evil. We're just incompetent, so vote for us. They do Incompetence that, better they than They do evil. that constantly. Yeah. So everything... In this point in time, is yeah. fucking gray area. So the fact that this isn't made preachy, and it's starting is very real. A dialogue yeah. that needs to be had about black artists and who they're actually supporting, who they're actually behind. But the white people have the money. But but if but even if you're anti-capitalist, you're still working in that system. But that's kind of what I was talking about earlier. Uh, something she said that really stood out to me was, I don't really get it, y'all ain't really with it. All that eat the rich, tax the rich, but you ain't really about that shit. All this other shit about the NFL and talking shit about Kendrick, all of that, I have some cognitive distance with me. Part of me is like, yeah, I kind of see what she's saying. Part of me is like, you know, I disagree with what she's saying. But that's something where it's like, 
I don't know yeah. if I can disagree with them too much in this song. I I, I get it. And this isn't my first listen, actually. I listened to this a little while ago. I just haven't, yeah. haven't had it on a playlist or nothing. But it is, it's one of those, like, I, it's too provocative and too too conscious for me to just kind of vibe to. Yeah, you're so not, not going on a playlist, but you're not it is a thing. It's, it's sonically solid, and, and the lyrics are, are crazy. Yeah. I like the flow, too. I like Yeah, the flow's the great. But, uh, yeah, you'd have to be in the type of mood to listen to something like yeah. this, for sure. No, I I like this. Uh, it's actually one of the few times that I like the genius analysis for some bars. Mm-hmm. But dream about revolution, air pollution, same solution, socialism, they ain't really fucking with, though. I was about to pull that up, too. The, just the, like, I like that it provides context saying No Name has openly, you know, described himself as socialist and thinks so- socialism is a solution to a lot of our problems. But then they also kind of point out that that next line talks about how there's been a disconnect with socialism and black people. the black community in America. Mm-hmm. And like it, that used to not be the case. Socialism was heavily influenced by like honestly, the African-American community for a long time was the main group practicing socialism, doing, you know, community work that was very socialist and having a very socialist mentality for solving their yeah, wealth their, distribution their problems and, and yeah and making sure everybody in the community right. is taken care of. I, I'm glad that they pointed that out because that's something that challenges now me too. They and they said, you know, there is there isn't a conversation between black people and, and socialists nowadays and it's more so that socialists play advocate for black people in, in America. And and try to say that they're doing what's in the interest of black people in America instead of involving them. Which is kind of the case on a lot of things, you know, and I, I really don't fuck with some white savior mentality shit, so it's kind of interesting for them to be kind of pointing that out. But but saying that uh, revolution and air pollution, it, they she says same solution, socialism, I don't think that's her actually proposing that as the answer. I think she's kind of saying that. Well, and I think that's where that next line solution being critical of modern is, socialism is. That's that's a lot of people's solution for everything. If we were just a socialist society, everything would work great. And it's just a fucking shallow. And a lot of times, it's a shallow attempt at. I think that seeming it's, like you're smart, indifferent. I think when, that it's a look at society in a very specific way, and it's kind of just saying if if this was implemented instead of current existing systems in our society that would solve all the problems. But there are so many problems that have been going on for so long that there's no way that is the only solution right. to everything. Yeah. But I also think and, them and including that line immediately after. And you with socialism, there would still be some kinks to work out. Well, so people just say a big just thing straight up socialism. That's not that I see online an answer on anything. Is talking about how white socialist groups need to work on their inclusivity and honestly stop advocating for people of color and indigenous communities of the world and actually fought, like let them lead because historically indigenous groups and, and people of color have, like I was saying, the African-American community for a long time was the main group practicing socialism in our society. Mm-hmm. And same for the indigenous people of this land, like their views on the environment. We need to be supporting them instead of taking the lead. Like I was saying, white savior mentality. Yeah. It's it's more so about, I feel like the, 
it's not just saying socialism can't be the only solution. It's kind of being critical of what's what socialism is colloquially like, for sure in in perception for a lot of people. It's saying more so we need a different kind of socialism, mm-hmm. more inclusive socialism for sure. Okay, where do we go for there? Should we get silly for the last part of the show? Because how uh, silly? I don't know. We could get silly. <laughs> Let me see if I have anything. Any news? This isn't really a topic, but here's a fun fact that I saw that I want to say. So British India tried to get rid of cobras by offering a reward for captured snakes. Locals started I, yeah, breeding. Yeah, I heard about this. Locals started breeding cobras and giving them to the government to collect the reward. The British found out and stopped the program, and then the the breeders just released all the snakes yep. and ended up yep. increasing the population. Yep. Isn't that kind of a mind fuck? That that's hilarious. That's that's one of the best stories ever. Like I, that's some shit where I'm like, I love history. I love how dumb history is because shit like that is hilarious. I think it's so funny because it's like it's what I would do. Yeah, that's that's what I was thinking. Like that's a it's perfectly, so relatable. That's a perfectly reasonable. Oh, you're talking about from the breeders' perspective. I'm saying if you're in the government. And you're having a cobra problem. Yeah, that would be the like solution I would bring. Yeah, bounty on we, cobras. Yeah, just just financially incentivize the people to catch the cobras, dude. But what you're saying is true too. Like, I'm what gonna, if I'm not going into the wild trying to catch cobras? What the fuck do I? Look I could like? just make a bag and breed them. You know. I wonder how they found out. Were they? They like, were like, "Damn, there's too many cobras coming in. <laughs> what the fuck? We've lost so much money on these cobras." <laughs> Then they started cracking down and investigating it, and they were just like, fuck it, let all the cobras loose. I was thinking maybe, like, uh, everyone's turning in a bunch of adolescent cobras, just, just Baby slightly. cobras. Yeah. Something like that. You know how the, if we do, if we don't study history, we're doomed to repeat it? What if Florida does something like that, where they're like, we got a bounty on all, like, invasive pythons and anacondas, and so people just start breeding them? That to, probably would to collect happen. the bounty, and then they crack down on it, and then it just blows up the fucking python anaconda population. That is, that is a true argument for small government. Because when you see shit like that, where you try to come up with solutions, and it just makes it literally makes shit worse. It's just kind of funny. It's kind of like uh, like the Hawaiians. Uh, having the snake problem, and then they release a bunch of mongooses. Oh wild, yeah! And now they have a mongoose problem. That ha- that's happened a lot with with like colonialism too, where they'll bring animals to help with with some shit, uh-huh. and then it's just like, actually, what if it fucking wrecked the environment? It's I think dingoes are like one of the craziest examples of like colonialism affecting the environment because. They had dogs that they brought over. Those dogs got out, became their own what kind they of do fucking. Bang with wolves. I think I think they just like interbred just and, and became a specific kind of wild dog. Dingoes are. Lit. I think they were descended wish, from from I, a different breed. I wish we had dingoes for real. Dingoes here. Have we talked about the wild ass animal sightings in Louisville on this podcast yet? Give me an example. So we got jellyfish in one in one fucking pond. Yeah, that's nuts. But a few weeks that's ago, that's not that far from here. A few weeks ago, in like Fern Creek or some shit, someone found a whole ass gator on their front porch one morning, and 
Oh my god, I feel like I heard about that. And they they just assumed that it was someone's pet that got out, but no one's claiming it, I guess because it's illegal as fuck to have a gator as a pet. But that just makes me think of that episode of Atlanta, where he has the giant gator in... I love that Just episode. in the bathroom. Another thing that happened, someone was on the river, at the Ohio River, and they saw a fucking flamingo over there what and they say that like because of like some tropical storms and shit it just got lost as fuck all the way up here jesus a north blowing wind just blew that motherfucker (laughs) halfway across america (laughs) that just makes you think of that one meme where it's like what the hell is a polar bear doing in arlington texas (laughs) have you seen that beef that's a good beef what else i feel like there's been uh I heard about armadillo sightings in other parts of Kentucky. Yeah. Which I is kind of crazy. That. Talking about invasive species, man. Like, this is way outside of their, their natural territory. They're I, supposed to be in, like, Alabama and shit, but, like, even Tennessee is far north for them. They're tripping. They're tripping, dude. Armadillos are kind of cool, I don't cool, know though. how I'd react if I saw a fucking armadillo on the side of the road, because it's like, you're not supposed to be here. Yeah, what are you doing here? You see, all you see every day, squirrels, deer, yeah. fucking... Robins, yeah, and then it's just like you drive around and you see a fucking, fucking armadillo, armadillo or like a flamingo, and you're like, <laughs> if what? I saw a flamingo, I think I would, I think I would think I was tripping. You would have to do the cartoon like you're rubbing your eyes thing, like. Is that you, you fucking take your, flamingo? You take your glasses off and go. <sighs> so fucking blind that you're seeing shit. When you're blind as fuck, so you start seeing flamingos. Here's a piece of news that I was going to bring up last week, but I forgot about it. So, Tyler Creator infamously has been on a two-year album schedule forever. Mm-hmm. And he's part of what's made music consistently interesting, because mm-hmm. every odd year, he's put out some new music. And that's good, because I feel like the odd years are usually the weaker years. Oh, for sure. Uh, 2015 would be the exception to that rule. But, like, 2016... 2018, 2020, we're talking about some fucking banger years here. Mm -hmm. Last year was fucking insane, but he released Goblin in 2011, he released Wolf in 2013, he released Cherry Bomb in 2015, he released Flower Boy in 2017, he released Igor in 2019, and he did Call Me If You Get Lost in 2021, and in the fucking drought of the year that 2023 has been, the music fans have been rejoicing because the Tyler album is inevitable. He always releases, like clockwork. Yeah. That's a 10-year history of him consistently That is wild. That is a long fucking time. But he posted on a story the other day, screenshot of the deluxe for his album, and he said, the estate sale out now, my release for 2023. In this year, it's Holy been shit. an absolute drought. There I, is I'm no... just down bad as yeah. a music fan right now. It's whoa. Has there been a worse year for new music? I know you're not always tapped into what's like, new, the newest yeah. shit. I feel but like from, from what I've seen, though, yeah, it's it's been pretty dry. I mean, you usually see. I mean, I something that everyone's talking this about. This whole past year, I've been talking about how the fucking radio seems like it's been the same shit. Mm-hmm. For too long now, and yeah. it makes sense when there's not there's nothing, nothing. Yeah, there's fucking nothing dropping. You would think that 
people would if I was a popular artist and I saw that, I would be licking my lips because <laughs> if I'm ASAP Rocky, if you drop something a yeah. million years, and it's even like an above average Rocky album, everyone will be talking about it. Facts. There, there's nothing else to fucking talk about. Yeah, people are sure. still talking about this Drake album that's never gonna release. It got delayed again, by the way. I know, I heard so, about that. So, so that's another hilarious. night where everyone else was afraid to drop. So nobody dropped right tonight. This was a Friday. This is a he's Friday. A, he was originally good for that. Does he not realize that everyone's doing that? That everyone's working? People should just not do that because it's fucking dumb. Old ass Drake at this point. Yeah, You're, uh, irrelevant. I mean, he's still gonna do his numbers, but it's not like it's 2016 Drake where yeah, literally no that one was, yeah. can talk about anything else. Yeah, facts. My God! But yeah, I I uh, saved a post on Twitter where people are trying to say, you know, the Tyler Tyler thing isn't that bad because the state sales really good and it's, it's good okay. tied us over. It's not yeah the release for twenty twenty three. You that's like uh that's like Bethesda just being like, here's another version of Skyrim, kids. Yeah. You know? The this one's called the collector's edition. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's some bullshit. So what? You threw like maybe a couple bonus tracks or something on there? Yeah. I don't know. The fucking It's like eight songs. Yeah, the fucking and some of them aren't good. I don't know. Uncut version of one fucking song. Right. Who fucking cares? That's nothing new at that point, really. For real. You're releasing mostly the same album that you did two years ago. I think that pisses me off. Cause how, I really how like do you, Tyler. How do you feel about deluxe albums? I feel like that's kind of a low, low move for him. You know. I think it's really because his last album, "Call If You Get Lost," was so successful. Yeah. That he's kind of going Hollywood on us. He's like, I don't need to drop this year. I'm still doing all this money from touring. So. Yeah. I I hope on the I next album drop, that maybe because I could see him doing it. I hope on the next album that maybe he acknowledges if if he drops next year. Yeah. You'd be happy with that? I would be fine with that. I would, like if he's just I would be fine with that an extra well. year to cook, that's yeah, fine. That's but understandable. if he's saying... And releasing, that's what releasing the the like deluxe yeah, edition tiny is. Over. Tiny you know, over. Is, yeah, is saying, I don't got it in me this year. I'll, I'll have something next year. But, here's, here's like the bonus tracks. But if it's the type of thing where... He's saying that this is like actually his release for this year, he and we're gonna have to wait till twenty twenty five for new Tyler. Absolutely not. I'm on the Tyler hating bandwagon. Same. <laughs> that's all it would take. Because that's bullshit. And I'm saying if he releases December thirty first next year, I'm still fine with that because that's still next year. <laughs> I'm I'm trying so hard to shoot that bail, but let's uh let's use our podcast powers. Tyler the Creator will return with Next his long-awaited studio album Full in album. 2024, where it's going to be really good. Gas. Straight gas. It was written, so it will be so. <laughs> uh, how do you feel about deluxe albums? Is is there any, any time where people release the deluxe album and, and you're excited for it? It would have to be... Something that's, like, kind of older, honestly. If it's an older album, you know, maybe I haven't listened to it in a while. They, I like when, when, even if it's just the studio, you know. 
when they clean up the audio and re-release it and throw on some some bonus tracks. Yeah, some shit. Or or some some shit where I'm listening to like R and B or soul shit and they'll they'll release the the deluxe edition of the album and it'll have the regular album and then it'll have the instrumental version of every song and then like yeah, a bonus I like track. That too. I love that. Because sometimes especially in that genre the instrumental is so fire that without the lyrics, like you can kind of hear it going off. Yeah, you know, and you can uh, study and shit to it too. Yeah, that's what I like to do with instrumental music with no lyrics is perfect for. Here's how I feel about the deluxe because the deluxe albums really became. I mean, they've been a thing forever, but I but feel it's still like kind of a in weird... the past few years, it's kind yeah. of been trendy again. I think Uzi helped with that, but. But with deluxe albums, I think a lot of those deluxe songs are just throwaways from the original shit. Shit that wasn't good enough to make the actual albums. So that's, oh my god, that's, that's when it really pisses me off. That's when I'm like, okay, I... I, I, I see what you're doing when here, I'm please. A, I have to be a super fan to enjoy that, because it's like, you know, this is more content from this person I love, you know, even though it's worse yeah. than I'm expecting, it's it's fine. It's something to listen to maybe for a couple of weeks. Uh, but I think where the deluxes are good are when you kind of expand on what's already there. And one way yeah. you can do that is making new stuff for the deluxe. Like uh, I said, the bonus tracks are can be fire. You know yeah. what Deluxe is really good that I really like is the Scare in the Hose one where there's a few bonus tracks. I know for a fact one of them was made after the fact. Yeah. You know, because he says something about uh, release, uh, releasing Scare in the Hose and and he actually scared other people too. <laughs> uh but that's where I like it, where you're actually adding value to yeah, the original shit. For sure. And, and what's good about that, you said you like old, deluxes from older albums. I like when shit's like maybe like a year old or maybe like a few months and old. And they throw you a couple it, extra. It fuels yeah. me to listen to, -listen the, to the it. whole album more. For like, sure. Uh, that's kind of what I was saying, though, on, on older shit, too, where it's like I haven't listened to it. Yeah. In a while, and, and so it kind of makes it a little more relevant in my yeah. mind. Because cause that, Deluxe did that for me. Another example, someone who did it good was Baby Keem. He did Melodic Blue, yeah. Deluxe, like, a year and some change afterwards. And and it was pretty good, and it was good enough for me to revisit the whole album. So I like what it does that. Tyler better release something next year. I want a robot body. <laughs> What, what kind of... Uh, what more do you need to say? Yeah, what more do you need to know? Louis played some heat. See you next week. Hey.